0: Thank mm-hmm. you. everybody and welcome back to that girl with me Danielle Decker. I am so thankful you decided to press play today and I am so thankful to be recording a new podcast for you today. It has been a few weeks since I've been able to record and it's just kind of been a crazy couple of weeks. Last podcast I talked about obedience and stepping out in faith and, and doing what God called you to do. And let me tell you guys that as soon as I put out that podcast, I swear the devil was like, I am going after her with everything I've got. And how many of us know that it's like the second you step out to do what God's called you to do, you're going to face some adversity, but isn't it amazing that we know that we have the victory? I have to tell you guys that uh, just a few days after I put out my podcast, I completely lost my voice, you guys. I am talking like, could not talk at all. I was not sick. I wasn't sick. Um, I felt really good, but I had no voice. And the night before I was going to be recording my follow-up, my next podcast, I was just praying like, Lord, please let my voice Come back. I want to be able to record. I put one week out and I was so excited to record again. And I had no voice. And instantly I thought to myself, you know, it's so funny because I knew that through that moment, I was kind of learning and practicing what I was preaching. Because the second I stepped out in faith and I started my podcast, I immediately faced adversity. And I could have right in that moment been like, well, again, this must not have been what God wanted me to do. I mean, I lost my voice. I am instantly, you know, hitting a wall and I don't want to do this. But that's not what I did. And I knew that just because I faced the adversity doesn't mean that I wasn't doing what God called me to do. Actually, it proved to me that I was doing exactly what God had called me to do because the devil was coming at me with everything that he had. And I just want to encourage you guys that if you were um, encouraged to step out in faith and be obedient from the last podcast, uh, I encourage you to continue on. I encourage you to keep pressing forward because there are going to be things that are going to come after you. because when you know thieves don't break into empty houses right you know the devil is not if you're not doing anything for God the devil's not worried about you he's not worried about you at all he doesn't care what you're doing as long as you're not doing what God's called you to do he really doesn't care so if you are out there being the warrior for Christ he's coming at you with everything that he's got but how many of you know that we have the victory Christ? is the victor, and through him, we have the victory. So even if we walk through things, we know we come out on the other side a winner, but we have to stay the course. You don't win the race unless you keep going, right? So I just wanted to kind of say... That was why you didn't hear from me. Uh, I had no voice, but I'm back. I'm feeling great, and I'm excited to share with you what I have today. And I kind of just wanted to piggyback off of being obedient. Uh, You know, it's easy to maybe say, okay, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. But I know for me in my life, there have been so many times where I want to do the right thing. I want to do what God's calling me to do, but I'm always feeling like I have to fix myself or I have to be better before I can do better. And that is not God. God is not waiting for you to be perfect before he uses you. Let's talk about the disciples. Let's talk about Peter. Let's talk about who Paul was before he learned the grace of God. Let, you know, these are men that walked with Jesus every single day and they were not perfect. If we needed to be perfect for God to use us, then what was the point of Jesus coming? And we kind of touched on that the last time, you know, We always are thinking that we need to be something else. We need to be someone else. We need to be doing something else before God can use us. And today, I want to encourage you to be you. And that's exactly what I want to talk to you about today is just being who God created you to be. You know, we live in this generation of social media, right? Like, wow. Wow. How many times are you scrolling Facebook, scrolling Instagram, or whatever your thing is that you like to look at? Now, let me preface by saying, don't, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with social media, so I'm just going to get that out of the way now. There's nothing wrong with social media, but in that, there are so many times that we get on social media and we immediately, immediately start feeling less than, it's like, Oh, look at her house. Oh, look at their kids. Oh, everything is so well put together. Oh my gosh. And then you're instantly like, my life is a complete disaster. Seriously, I've got dishes piled up. My kids are out back fighting. Let me tell you, what you see on social media is not real life for everyone every day. It's just not. And even though we know that, right? We know that these are just snippets of people's lives, we still tend to compare ourselves against somebody's picture, somebody's 10-second video. It's like we try to find our worth or compare our worth with what social media is saying. And let me tell you that that is not at all what God has for us. And I want to encourage you to be yourself. You know, God created you for a purpose, on purpose. He knew the plan that he had for you. God's word tells us that he knit us together in our mother's womb. From the time before you were born, he had a plan and a purpose for you, just the way you are. God doesn't change his mind about you. You might feel like, oh, I have... You know, I, I have this thing that I, I'm tr- constantly trying to combat or I feel this way all the time or I always do this and I'm always that. But those are not the words of Christ. Christ says to you that you are beloved. You are a child of the most high king, that you are blessed, loved and highly favored, that you are crowned and surrounded with glory and honor. Those are the things that God says about you. And when we look to the world to give us who we should be, what a distorted view that becomes. If anything, we want to be exactly opposite of who the world is, right? Like, I don't know about you guys, but this world is not anything that I want to look like. This world is darkness, But when we have Jesus, it says that when he comes and lives in us, that he has lighted us and we become like a beacon showing the way back to the father. That's who we are. So how can we in all of God's goodness and all of God's grace and all of the beauty and magnificent ways that he created us. How could we possibly feel bad about ourselves when we're trying to measure ourselves against what the world says? And God says, I'm not measuring the world anyway. You're already called. You're already loved. You're already chosen. I'm not waiting to choose you until you're perfect. I'm not waiting to choose you until you've met some sort of standard. I'm choosing you now. I chose you, past tense. I chose you when I formed you in your mother's womb. I know exactly who you are. I know exactly what I want you to do, and I love you just the way you are. And so many times we want to make ourselves different so that way we can be who God wants us to be. And it's like, God's like, no, no, no. I love you. I gave you these specific talents and gifts and abilities because I need you to use them in the only way that you can. Because the reality is this, we all need each other. We all have different gifts according to the measure that God has given them. We all need each other. My gift is not the same as yours, but one's not better than the other. It just means that let's come together, use our gifts together, and how much more of a blessing can we be? We're not all the same, but how awesome is that? If we were all the same, how boring. But yet everyone walks around trying to be the exact same as someone else, and God's like, that's not my design at all. My design is for you to be exactly who I've created you to be. And, and we, we don't want to get in a place of feeling down and, and, and comparing ourselves. Because then we lose it. We lose who, who, the, the true identity that God has for us. The world needs you just the way that you are. And I'm not saying that, that when we receive Jesus, there are things. It says that when we receive Jesus, the old man has died and a new man has been reborn. Meaning we, we, we throw off the, 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 the old man, the old manner, our old habits, our old things. And that may not, the, the new creation is, is immediate, but there are old habits. Isn't there that saying, you know, old habits die hard. And you know what? Sometimes that is true. But as I said earlier, Through Christ, we have the victory, but it doesn't mean because maybe you're fighting something or maybe there's something in you that you, you want to do better at. God's not saying, well, you have to be perfect at that. No, no, no. God's saying, come with me. And the more you begin to see me, the more you begin to read my word, the more you get to know how much I love you, the more you become like me. And those other things just start to fall away. God's not expecting you to be perfect, to be used by him. He just needs you to show up, and he just needs you to be you. He's not calling you to be anyone other than what he created you to be. We know that God created so much beauty in this earth, and yet we look at ourselves and think that we can be worthless. We say these horrible things about ourselves, and that is where condemnation comes. And we know that condemnation is straight from the pit of hell. God gives us conviction, which is a loving manner of redirecting and correction. The way that we correct our children, that's conviction. That's when you know how much someone loves you, you don't want to disobey against them. It's the same with God. Conviction is different than condemnation. Conviction is, I want to do better because I know how much God loves me. Condemnation is, oh, I just hate myself so much and God is so mad at me and I'm never going to measure up. I'm never going to be that. That is not God. Lovingly correcting is God. So sure, there might be some things, but God's saying, come to me. I need you just as you are. We know that right now there is a lost and dying world out there and God is calling up a generation. He needs you. He needs you to be the, the, the influence in your circle of influence that he created you to be. He needs you. He needs your specific gifts. He needs your specific talents. He gave them to you. He knows exactly what they are. And if you come to him, surrender to him, he will give you all that you need. Because we have to remember that it's not in our own strength. We know Philippians 4.13, it is Christ that we can do all things. Through his strength, we can do all things. It's not on our own strength. On our own strength, we'll fail every time. But we don't have to worry about that. He promises to give us strength. That's his promise to us. But we don't have to wait until we're perfect. You just have to be you. We don't have to change who we are. God doesn't want you to change. I spent so many years... Thinking that I was too loud, that I was too much, that I just, if I could just laugh quieter, if I could just talk quieter, maybe I, maybe I could be more ladylike or maybe, maybe people wouldn't be so annoyed by me. But let me tell you, it took a long time for me to realize that God never meant for me to be quiet. God never meant for me to sit in the back row. That wasn't who God created me to be. And it's not until you finally embrace what God's given you that you can actually see it for what it is and what a blessing you are. He loves you. And he wants to use you if you can be you. If you're constantly on the other side trying to be someone else, then how can God use you and the gifts and talents and abilities that he's given to you specifically if you spend all your time trying to be somebody else? It can't happen. It can't happen. And the way that we look at our kids and think, Oh, honey, if you could could just see yourself through mommy's eyes. Oh honey, if you could just see how amazing you are, you would live up to every potential that mommy sees in you. Oh, how much more God thinks that about us. He's looking at us saying, oh, if you could just see what I have for you, if you could just see yourself the way that I see you, you would never say another bad thing about yourself. You would never spend, oh, second longer, wishing that you were somewhere else or someone else or with someone else. You would never think those things because I've created you. You are amazing. I have amazing plans for you beyond anything that you can imagine. I just need you to start seeing yourself the way that I see you. And you think, okay, Lord, yes, I want to see myself that way. How do I do that? Spend time in the word get in God's word until you open that Bible and you start reading and, and taking that all in. It's, it's not until then that you start to see him, but it's when we see him, we can see ourselves. When we see his nature, we can see ourselves because when we've been born again, we receive his nature, his divine nature that is now inside of you. You have his same nature. It's just whether you're willing to live it out and not be afraid to be who you truly are. God has so much for you, but you have to be who God's created you to be. Never wishing, never hoping, never wanting to be somewhere else with someone else, with someone else's kids, My kids are making me crazy. You know what? God made you the perfect mother just for them. When you feel like you're failing, he's like, I'm right here with you. You're doing amazing. There's nothing you can't do with God with you. He has a plan. He has a purpose. And he wants more for you than you could ever possibly imagine. But it takes you embracing who you are. It takes you embracing all the gifts and talents that he's given to you because he created you for what he's got you to do, not somebody else. Not for another time, but for right now. You were created for such a time as this. And let me tell you, what a time to be alive. What a time to step out for God. Man, in this dark, dark world, God needs us to rise up. God needs you. He needs you. And you need to stand up to that call right where you are, right where you are, just the way that you are. Let God work, do all the dirty work. Let God work all that stuff out. You just say, I'm here, Lord. I'm going to love me the way that I am. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read your word so I can see your nature, so I can become more like you. And he's going to meet you right where you're at. I hope today that this short message encouraged you. I hope that you can say today that you are blessed and that you are loved and that you don't have to be someone else to be who God's called you to be. I hope that you can see yourself for who who God's made you to be, the way that he sees you. I encourage you to open your Bible and start reading about Jesus and how much he loves you. When you know how much he loves you, you could never look at yourself in a bad way because he loves you just the way that you are. And I hope that you can share this message with someone else that might need some encouragement. And I just hope that you guys have a blessed week. I hope that you will come back and listen next week and remember just how loved you are. I'll see you then.